Hey, you ever needed something for your home but don't have the cash or credit to pay for it? You can do that at Aaron's. Yep, you can rent to own appliances like washers, dryers, or refrigerators, furniture for your living room or bedroom, even tech. Plus, Aaron's has great brands like HP, Samsung, and Ashley. Life's always changing. Keep it, return it, upgrade it. Aaron's fits your life instead of the other way around. So check out your nearest Aaron's store or visit Aaron's.com to see what I'm talking about. Approval isn't guaranteed and some restrictions apply. You got to see your local store for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing an electrical blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. These things are sweet because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. Go to 4patriots.com slash meat eater to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash meat eater. Being prepared is all about having the right tools. The OnX off-road map and navigational app is the best fully functional GPS when you're out of service. Offline maps allow you to access all interactive land and trail data and custom map markups when you're out of service. Your phone's internal GPS gives you full navigation capabilities offline, so you'll always know where you are and how to get home safely. Go to onxmaps.com and use code MEATEATER to get 20% off your membership today. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by Steve Rinella, Giannis Patelis, Seth Morris, Brody Henderson, Chris Gill, Lauren Moulton, Rick Smith, Garrett Smith, and Danny Bolton. No relation. For many of you, this is your first time (laughs) playing Meat Eater Trivia, so how do you feel about your odds of winning? 80% victory. Really? You want to bet? I bet a buck. That's pretty all right, Garrett. Do people, even, do people yeah. even know who Garrett Smith is? Don't they know AKA him under another name? Dirt Myth. Yeah. Yeah. AKA Dirt Myth. Yeah. The only game show where Steve usually wins. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll bet or you a dollar side bet. Calcutta. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. Now, we what makes you feel confident that Calcutta. you're, you're going to win? Yeah. I mean, I'm just hopeful. Okay. Optimistic. Yeah. So Optimistic, you, yeah. But I would, I would love it so much. It's like a... Every time I listen to trivia, I just imagine coming on and beating Steve, and then I would just forever be able to say that. Yeah. <laughs> how how do t-shirt made? How do you normally perform? I think a pre- middle of the road, which would be like what, like four or five, right? You I, think you throw some fours and fives? I think probably. Yeah. Both of you guys yeah. know, like you just throw in a lot of tidbits in real life. Like you know a lot of random stuff that I'd be like, oh, well equipped for trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Who, how about Rick and Dirt? No. Yeah, I mean, Rick, uh, Rick I'm, Rick I'm making it up, though, usually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rick, Rick makes half the shit up. <laughs> yeah, these are real answers. Somebody's fact-checking. Yeah. <laughs> Is nobody fact-checking you otherwise when you're throwing those things out there? No Google, we don't have internet. Well, yeah, you know, typically. You got a confident service. delivery. Oh, you, Rick, you'll be, you'll, be, you'll be glad to learn that um, on one of our episodes, I really, on Spotify, one of our episodes recently had, uh, to get the truth about COVID, visit this website. <laughs> <laughs> We got a COVID warning because we were joking about how Doug Dern, we're like, we're talking about how they must, they must got some kind of AI function 
on COVID because we're talking about how my theory that Doug Dern is the one that caused the spread of COVID from humans to whitetails. <laughs> and it got flagged with the truth about COVID. Oh. <laughs> it's like, now everybody's going to think that Doug Dern gave whitetails COVID here. Whitetails COVID. Now, Steve, Yanni, Seth, you guys spend a lot of time with these boys in making a season of Meat Eater. Who do you think is going to perform well between them? Uh, you ask me who's going to do good? Rick, I, Rick will do good? I honestly think Rick will do good, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. As much as I don't want to say that. No, that's we not told the dog, Rick that that's, not the dog on, that's not the dog on their guys. But it's just, based on no. wildlife. <clears throat> well, he's, he's been in the wildlife business for 20-some for years. But I don't hunt, and I don't fish. Yeah, he was a Dirt and Ridge Pounder do a little hunting I think I think Chris Gill here will do good on all the fishing questions mm. maybe well i don't know is it is it standard rod and reel or are we getting well we need a bookie in here because i got money <laughs> between me and dirt as a calcutta and i'd also like to do between you camera guys i got money on rick yeah i've heard there's a side bet going on between the cameramen about who's going to perform the best but it seems like uh, i want in on that action a lot of confidence in some rick. pressure i think Warren, these guys are going to surprise us though because they they've been confidence. a lot of places i know yeah. but my memory's yeah, not like it used to be well, there's only one we'll way see. to find out, Spencer. Yeah. That's right. Now, Steve, I'm Suck not going to betray any confidences here, but one of the greatest compliments I've received about Meat Eater Trivia is that one of your cameramen told me I do a good job of dealing with an honorary Stephen Ranella. That's great. And That's it good. sounded as though they've maybe seen Steve Ranella honorary a lot. Which camera guy was, was that? that? Was that oh, me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Might have. Well, I don't know. We just recapped a couple of little disputes we've had. Really? Yeah, but we don't even, I don't even feel the need to, you know, sometimes we'll get into a dispute and mm-hmm. I don't even revisit it. Do you ever think you that know. they're being ornery? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've gotten hangry on shoots, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were, just caught, we were just talking about a thing that I said of them in general one time, which was in very poor taste. And you Did talked you about the specifics of it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to listen to that. I like that. <laughs> An insult I've sent their way. Wow. <laughs> if I was a camera guy. I that's do love that. That's, that's, we forgot to mention that. That's the running quote. That's how I'd go about it if I was in their line of work. <laughs> now, each week here on Trivia, we reveal a new stat. This week, we're looking at the average scores over time and comparing the first 15 episodes to the last 15 episodes. In the first 15 episodes, the average player score was 4.71. In the last 15 episodes, the average player score was 4.70. So the average player score has gone down by 0.01. I think that's statistically insignificant. Oh, absolutely it's insignificant. No, you just blame it on COVID. That's what they're doing. There you go. Oh, every state. (laughs) I saw math scores went down in every state during the pandemic. Math and reading. And I think that my daughter's class, like, I think like third graders really got their teeth kicked in on math because it's like a very important age or whatever. To, it's probably a testing year, too, you know. like when they, they do that standardized stuff. Now, Steve has increased his average score by 0.25 from 5.85 to <laughs> 6.1. Brody has decreased his average score by 0.84 from 7.01 to 6.17. Well, that's like an age thing. I'm I mean, Brody's like, I'm still coming into prime. <laughs> yep. I, no, I'm like, honestly, I'm coming into prime trivia, and I think Brody's tipping into the, like, the Over the camp. hill. Yeah, like where they start... 
getting confused about <laughs> shit. Don't really know why they came Long into the COVID, room. You I know? got COVID fog going on. You know, yeah. They tell you something they just told you. That's all coming. <laughs> and like, Giannis, very soon. Giannis has also increased his average score by .27 from 5.43 to 5.7. Yeah, now, when, when I tip over the edge that Brody just tipped over, uh-huh. Yanni's is gonna he's gonna become the reigning champ. Oh, there's a wave of going through. Yeah, this. like like senility is hitting Brody. <laughs> senility will hit me in two years. Yanni will be like at the peak game. Seth's gonna have a great future. Yeah. Long like 20 in 20 years. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> now for the average winning scores. The average winning score in the first 15 episodes was 6.9, and the average winning score in the last 15 episodes is 7.36. So the average winning score has gone up by 0.46. Does that mean hmm. we're getting better or your questions are getting easier? I think uh, the top performers are doing better is what it means. So the the three of you that I just talked about, except for Brody, who's gone down point eight seven. Well, uh, yeah, you that's know. like that rounds up to <laughs> one. I got a target on my back, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we have some housekeeping to get to. In a previous game of trivia, we had a question about what the cost of a federal duck stamp is in twenty twenty two. The correct answer was twenty five dollars, but about a dozen listeners from around the country wrote in saying that they paid more than that. They weren't wrong, as many states often charge anywhere from twenty six to $29 when you purchase a stamp through them. However, that additional fee is what the state is charging for things like shipping, processing, and the ability to have an e-stamp. So the base price is $25, and that's what you'd be charged if you went to the post office. But if you buy one through a state's website, you'll likely be hit with extra fees. You've been new hearthed. Do you know that I paid $28.50 today from Wisconsin. Oh, you just bought yours? Yeah. Yeah, uh... Spencer likes little. Spencer likes to be a little twist of the sword. <laughs> when it comes to like, he likes stories, write-ins where people write in, like where the, where, the, where they a writer in would be like, "Hey, you know, mm. just politely pointing out where you made a mistake," and Spencer will read it, and then the listener's like, "Ooh, Spencer made a mistake," and then Spencer will circle around and he'll do like a. Yeah, but not really. <laughs> he loves that kind of feedback. Next episode, like he seems like he's getting his he's getting his cake and he's eating it too because he's it's oh how gracious how gracious he is to point out where he missed. But in the end, there's always a little like, well, the more you think about it, I was actually right. Next episode, though, I will take a big loss. Um, I have to issue a correction on top of a correction, so that's coming. Oh, and you don't have like a little thing about how you were actually right. No, no, I was just glad. <laughs> Double wrong. 100% wrong. That one's Twice hurt. over. Wait, now, wait. The, the Shelby index for this game of trivia is a five, indicating that our winner should pitch a perfect game, but Whoa. I'm thinking the best score will be maybe more like eight. And with that, we're on to the game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. Question one, the topic is hunting, and as always, this will be multiple choice. Which of these has the lowest population in Canada? Is it caribou, muskox, elk, or moose? Which of these has the lowest population in Canada? Your choices are caribou, muskox, elk, or moose. A quick answer from Steve. 
I've never written anything down. No? Yet. Oh, I thought you went to write. Does anybody think they know this? Is it a trick question? Not going to tell you that. It feels like a trick question. Yeah. It definitely feels like a trick. Okay. Yanni, how do you feel about this one? I'm feeling like I, I've narrowed it down to two. Looking for the lowest population in Canada. Your choices are caribou, muskox, elk, and moose. Does everybody have an answer? No. I just said. I, oh, I don't know if I go with what I know it is or what I think you <laughs> it is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Yanni? I like the line of thinking, Steve. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying muskox. Danny saying muskox. Rick saying muskox. Uh, Lauren, Lauren, you can't just put the letter down. Okay, Everyone gets too confused. Muskox. Lauren saying uh, elk. No, Brody. No, no, no. He said muskox. Muskox. Okay. The only one who didn't is. And Chris I think Chris Downer. got it right. I, yeah, I was thinking it could so who, be elk. what's the ch- Chris The got only elk. person who didn't say muskox is Chris, and he said elk. The correct answer is elk. Oh, oh I knew it. I told you I knew it. I knew it was a trick question. (laughs) These numbers are via the Canadian Wildlife Federation. There are approximately 2 million caribou in Canada. That's followed by 750,000 moose, 85,000 muskox, and 72,000 elk. Do they really have 85,000 muskox? And I think uh, like 60,000 of those live on two islands, uh, Banks and Victoria or something Mm. like that. No, but there's only a 13,000 uh, difference between elk and muskox. Those but when, are pretty tight numbers. When you're talking yeah. like 72,000, 85,000, it's probably like a 20% difference. Yeah, so when you're talking say it's them all piled up in a big pile, <laughs> that's a big difference. The only person who got it right is Chris with Ridge elk. Pounder. Pulls yes. out ahead. Yes. Well man. done. That's, 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 you know what? Savor it. Should we quit? I peaked. No, I peaked. <laughs> man. I peaked. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Question this two. This episode's only one question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was great, boys. Question two. The topic is fishing. This next great question comes to us via Rebecca Champion. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at meateater.com. What is the organ called that fish use to control their buoyancy? What is the organ called that fish use to control their buoyancy? Pretty quick answers from the non-cameramen. A few of the cameramen doing some thinking. Oh, I know I'm right on this one. You got this one? Uh-huh. Going to go 2-0 right off the bat. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a sweet whitetail hat, Seth. Just comes right out and says it. <laughs> yeah. Whitetail. No. There's no debate. No, there's no debate. No, no, no wonder what he's into. <laughs> does everybody have an answer? Just gets it right out of the open. Well, it does clarify. It's white not tail. just any whitetail. It's a big old buck. It's a big old whitetail. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying swim bladder. Danny saying bubble. <laughs> Rick, I can't see your board. Rick saying bladder. Brody Lauren saying gills. Brody, Brody saying air bladder. Seth saying swim bladder. Chris saying float sack. Float sack. <laughs> Carrot saying air sack. And Giannis saying swim bladder. The correct answer is swim bladder. Damn. How about the people who said just bladder or air bladder? Air bladder, no. Really? Well, I don't know. It's not my call. <laughs> we call Doug and ask him. <laughs> I really don't know which direction to go on that. Well, you don't go with know. your heart. I would say no. 
Yeah. Oh, but it's the same. I mean, it's kind of the same thing right, as float sack, Air too, sack. right? It's like, come on, float sack. <laughs> Nearly every fish has a swim bladder. Some of the only ones that don't are cartilaginous fish like sharks and rays. To help compensate for their tendency to sink, sharks have oil in their liver that's less dense than seawater. Without it, they would be bottom dwellers. Oh, I didn't know that that's what that's all about. Well, that's what they got going on there because they don't have a swim bladder. You know what? What I'd like to dig into someday is what why some fish can't regulate that swim bladder quickly while other fish can regulate mm. that swim bladder quickly. I mean, like, the difference between fish that suffer from barotrauma when you reel them in yeah, like or a like halibut. a halibut, you can horse a halibut in and it does, he's like able to stay in tune with the depth changes. So you're not constantly seeing that at the fish shack in Alaska? Like well, certain species, certain fish. species yeah. are, they don't, they don't move, they don't change what, what do you call it? They, they don't depth, change depth. depth. Yeah, they don't. They can't change depth quickly, and certain fish can. And I wonder what if it's always linked to behavior. Mm. It'd be interesting to know if if the behavior is dictated by right. This is like chicken or the egg. Is the behavior dictated by their inability to change quick, or they don't need an ability to change quick because they have a certain kind of groove where they just stay glued to the bottom. It know. would be interesting to see what happened if you reeled a uh, rockfish in super slow. I'm sure you'd be fine, right? If you just like, milked it. Yeah. yeah. Question three. The topic is public lands. This famous photographer who oh, received the Presidential <laughs> Medal of Freedom in 1980 is best known for his black and white images mm-hmm. of national parks. Throwing us a bone, thanks. <laughs> Steve, oh, this is the bone. I, well, this was a hard group to write a bone for, uh, but I think this is it. We'll see how they do. This famous photographer <laughs> who received the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1980 is best known for his black and white images of national parks. Or name a famous photographer. <laughs> <laughs> the one that everybody knows. Did do all the camera folks know this one? You guys got this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. This might be my one point for the whole thing. So. Does everybody have an answer? Yes. What a... Go ahead and reveal your answers. Uh, every single person says Ansel Adams, and they got it right. <laughs> Adams received that Presidential Medal of Freedom for his work in the national park system. He was also a key advisor in establishing the photography department at the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. Ansel has a wilderness area in the Sierra Nevadas and a mountain in Yosemite National Park that are named after him. I knew it wasn't going to be Robert Maplethorpe. Mm-mm. Nope, that'd be a <laughs> distinctly non-wildlife uh, related <laughs> choice. <laughs> question four, the topic is cooking. This next great question comes to us via Kellen Knox. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at com. Name two of the three crops that Native American cultures refer to as the three sisters. Name two of the three crops that Native American cultures refer to as the three sisters. Some quick answers. I don't know so if, if I put them all down, it doesn't do me any good. No, no, no. I don't know if folks are just making an educated guess or if they know this. Looks like some confidence in the room, though. Steve, you know this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No problem. Bro, do you know this? Um, no. I mean, uh, like, Maybe looking for two of the three crops that are part of the three sisters. Does everybody have an answer? No. Yanni taking his time. The guy with the heart out. 
<laughs> says we gotta move this along. You ready? Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying corn and beans. Oh. Danny saying corn and wheat. Rick saying corn and beans. Lorenzo saying, I don't know what that says. Knick, knick and sage. Brody <laughs> saying maize and yams. Seth saying wheat and corn. Chris saying wild rice and maize. Garrett saying wheat and maize. Giannis saying corn and squash. Jeez, me, Yanni, and uh, Rick. The three crops in the three sisters are corn, beans, and squash. No, right. Folks did pretty well. Because the, the beans climb. Oh, you're gonna get an all. The three sisters tidbit. crop model was used by tribes from the Great Lakes to Central America. The combo of these three plants is a form of companion planting. The corn provides stalks for the beans to crawl. The beans provide the soil with nitrogen, and the squash leaves shade the ground. If you want to start your own Three Sisters garden, then go to TheMeatEater.com and read Jordan Tony's Wild and Whole article called How to Plant a Three Sisters Garden. If Yanni wasn't low on time, I would, I would like to critique some of the answers. Yeah, what do you got? Well, I feel like anyone that went to grade school <laughs> learned about how wheat was first domesticated in Mesopotamia. And Chris, being from the Great Lakes region, would know that wild rice grows in the water. Mm. <laughs> mm. See, I have a problem with The fact with that retention. it's even on his mind, <laughs> that wild rice is on his mind. Well, I was kind of thinking of how, what, where things originated and when they got mm. to North America. I was even on the fence about corn, man. I was like, I don't want to get here. <laughs> we don't have the time, though, for Steve, Steve to critique those answers. If I was going to, that was the path <laughs> okay, I would go so down. So we'll just move on. <laughs> Question five, the topic is fishing. What is the name of the world's largest sport fishing trade show that's been held in Orlando since 2014? Mm. What is the name of the world's largest sport fishing trade show that's been held in Orlando since 2014? Steve, do you have any of those three sisters in your garden? I am a very avid uh, grower of pole beans, mm-hmm. um, like a string bean type pole bean. I like yep. to grow those because it's so dramatic. But they're not going up corn stalks. No, I have them growing up right now. What's interesting is I cut some green willow, and I usually cut aspen, mm-hmm. but this year I cut green willow to make my poles, my trellises, and well, it, and rooted. The, it did... rooted. Oh, oh, interesting. I cut it, stripped it. Sunk it in the garden and it started sprouting leaves everywhere and rooted in there. Now what? I pulled them out. Mm. It's kind of mean. Did, didn't you bring back <laughs> from Arkansas? One year I did cl- cane out of Clay's garden. And that only lasted a year? You know, I was so dis. I actually filed a complaint with him about how disappointed <laughs> I was in that cane he gave me. I thought it'd last for an eternity. It just doesn't like that. I don't think it likes that the the dry uh, the dry conditions. It just it just turned brittle and fell apart. One more time, your question five. What is the name of the world's largest sport fishing trade show that's been held in Orlando since 2014? Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying ICAST. Danny saying Pelagic Expo of Pole Bending. <laughs> Rick saying WSF. Lorenzo saying Florida Fish Felt. Fest. Brody saying NAFTA. North American Free Trade Alliance. <laughs> Seth saying ICAST. Chris saying Wallhanger Convention. Garrett saying Martin Mayhem. And Giannis saying ICAST. The correct answer is ICAST. I never about, even heard of that no. thing, man. <laughs> about 12,000 people. It's a trade show. It's like a normal fishing dude would have no reason to go there. Oh. 
About 12,000 people attend iCast each year. It's historically where the biggest brands in the industry reveal their newest products. The next iCast will be held in Orlando for the 10th straight year on July 11, 2023. Phil, we're halfway through the game of trivia. Give us a scoreboard update. All right. Uh, Everyone's on the board with one point. We have Danny, Lauren, Garrett, and man, so far on the other side of that hill, he's rolling. Brody Henderson also has one point. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Brody's like, he'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> huh? How many questions are build, left? Build back better. <laughs> Corn pop. Uh, we got, uh, with two points, Chris and Rick. Seth has three points and tied for first place, four points apiece, Steven Ranella and Giannis Putellis. Man, Seth's, wah, wah. Seth's emerging as a real threat. Don't curse me. If you've learned anything after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, it's this. There's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, no way, can't be true. But there isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash eater. That's mintmobile.com slash eater. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash eater. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Meal prepping and thinking about what's for dinner all the time can be a real stressor. Well, using ButcherBox helps relieve that stress. With ButcherBox, you're always prepared with good quality meat in the freezer. It's the ultimate convenience with custom curated boxes shipped right to your door with free shipping, which means fewer trips to the grocery store. It's hard to find the same value at the store because what store can you go to where you're going to get free protein for a whole year alongside your order? Plus, they have a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value with exclusive member deals, and they make it even easier on you with recipe inspiration, guides, tips, and hacks. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of weeknight meal essentials. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash eater and use code MeatEater to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Hey, everybody, I'm talking here about Montana Knife Company from our very own state of Montana. This company was founded by one of the most experienced master bladesmiths in the world, Josh Smith, who over recent months I've become friends with. And my God, have I learned a lot about knives from this guy. Just a phenomenal hometown company that makes world-renowned knives. 
Josh has been making knives for 30 years. You get one of these knives up and open it. It is sharp like something that came from outer space. And here's the deal. They make knives that can be sharpened. You can work on these knives. If you don't want to work on them, you send it to them and they'll work on it. They'll get it sharp. Phenomenal hunting knives. If you want to see them in action, we just did, uh, me and uh, John Hayes, the taxidermist, just did a video about how to properly skin a black bear. Um, Watch that video. And in that video, you'll see Montana Knife Company knives in action. MKC products usually sell out in minutes of being released, which is true. But now for the first time, they're dabbling with having knives in stock on their site. So right now you can grab yourself a Blackfoot 2.0 or the Ultralight Speed Goat. Use code MEATEATER and you get 10% off your first order. Montana Knife Company, working knives for working people, 10% off with the code MEATEATER. That's a good deal. Question six, the topic is hunting. As of October 2022, there are seven states that don't allow the use of dogs to track wounded big game. Name one of those states. As of right now, there are seven states that don't allow the use of dogs to track wounded big game. Name one of those states. Nobody knew this one right off the bat. Just going to be getting some guesses, but you have a 7 in 50 chance of hitting one. What's that round up to? You can't round that down, can you? Uh, 14%. No, you can't like... Uh, you like know, reduce, fraction reduce. reduce. Yeah. You have a 14% chance of getting this right. Steve, you think you got the 14%? I've seen a... I saw a map, a color-coded map, mm. and I and I, well... I'll tell you later. Okay. Does everybody have a state written down? Brody? I got two down. Pick one. No? Yeah. I'm going with my first one. (laughs) Go ahead and reveal your answers. Where are we? We have Steve saying Oregon. Danny saying California. Rick saying Montana. Lorenzo saying Washington. Brody saying Colorado. Seth saying Alaska. Chris saying New York. Garrett saying Iowa, and Giannis saying California. These seven states are Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, and Arizona. Oh, dude, I'm part of the tri-state, man. So we had a few folks get it right, uh, and everyone else was almost like bordering a state that does outlaw it. What did you get? What did you guess? Oregon, because I remember there being two... I remember like the Pacific Northwest and then the nor- the Northeast. Yeah, being like in this little map is the is the uh, what was that outfit, Yanni? The, it's like the Blood Trackers United Association. United Blood Trackers. They had a map where you're supposed to. I'm a, I'm a full supporter. I think that um, once you once it's wounded, why not find the damn thing? Yeah, yeah. just have it be on a leash law. I, I can't see any reason why you would ever handicap anyone recovering on recovering something that you already hit anyways yeah just go let them go find the damn thing yeah the what, are you gaining, what are you gaining from not letting them find it was california on the list or no oh yeah so if california about... has, has spotty coverage uh some places it is allowed you have oh. to contact a game warden ahead of time but uh parts of california it is legal to use a dog mm-hmm. like i could even see and you get into a lot of enforcement stuff where it's hardware let's say you know uh You'd say, well, I think you should be able to use thermal vision, thermal night vision for um, 
or a thermal scope for tracking. So then you got a thermal scope in your backpack where you're not supposed to hunt with thermal scope. Right. You're like, oh, yeah, but I have That's it. That's for tracking. I, I only have it if I wound something. So you get into a lot of, you create hard scenarios for enforcement yeah. officials. The but honor I just system. don't see a, you out with a dog at night being that there's something else going on. No, because you're probably not going to bring your dog with you hunting because it's going to mess up your whole deal. And then it's like. I don't know yeah. a lot. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You I bring people dog. that yeah, bring you dogs big dog, game hunts. Bringing. It was illegal to have a dog with you big game hunting in Colorado, wasn't it? Can't remember. The but, list of states that allow the use of blood tracking dogs has drastically changed over the last decade. In 2011, there were just 27 states where it was legal. In 2019, there were 35 states, and today there are 43 states. To find a blood tracking dog near you, go to unitedbloodtrackers.org. If you're nervous about it, put it, have it be that it's got to be on a leash. Hmm. Track with a leach. Good worried, reason. If you're worried about it. Question seven. The topic is cooking. What New York City borough has a tomato-based clam chowder named after it? What New York City borough has a tomato-based clam chowder named after it? Nobody knew this one right off the bat. Speak for yourself, bro. Yeah. You knew this? Has <laughs> anyone on. besides Steve lived in New York City? Yes. Yes. I don't think it has this? anything to do with living I, in New York no, City. No, no, I don't. You know I this. don't know this. Okay. Well, we, yeah, we just I'm learned it doesn't matter. Can you name the boroughs for us? We no, I will not. No, oh, I, I don't know. He don't. You. He don't even know why I know it. I know it because of Christopher when Wayne. I a, when I was a kid, this I wouldn't. I would only eat this kind and not the other. Really? Kind. Yep. I, didn't like the other kind. And you referred to it by this name. Yeah, it was right on the can of soup. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah. I know because Christopher Rain told me this. What New York City borough has a tomato-based clam chowder named after it? Does everybody have an answer? Oh, Watch no. me get it wrong. Yanni, do you know? Do you have an answer? I don't. Do you know the boroughs? I know a couple of them. You going to pick one? I guess I'm going to have to. I don't even know what a borough is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got it. You know, Alaska's divided into boroughs. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The whole state? Yeah, they don't. Yeah, it's yeah. not yeah. counties; it's boroughs. Hmm. North Slope Borough. Yeah, it's right. like a geopolitical. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Dirty Steve saying Manhattan, oh, yes. Danny saying New England, Rick saying Manhattan, Lorenzo saying Soho, Soho Chowder, <laughs> Cody saying Manhattan, Seth saying Manhattan, uh, Chris saying Manhattan, Garrett saying Manhattan, and Giannis saying Brooklyn. I just couldn't think of like Queens Chowder or something, you know? Steve got it. Coney the correct Island answer is, yeah. is Manhattan. Oh. Staten Island's a borough. Yeah. What makes Manhattan clam chowder unique is its use of a tomato-based broth instead of milk or cream. Some New Englanders consider this to be a sin, so much so that the state of Maine introduced a bill in 1939 that would have outlawed putting tomatoes in clam chowder, but the bill did not pass. You know what I have zero tolerance for? What's that? All these things about, uh, if you put beans in it, it's not chili. If you do this, it's not that. If you do this, it's not that. I get a little worn out by that stuff. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell us why you knew that answer now? I told you. Chris Rain told me. Oh, but I thought there was more to the story. That's it? No, we're, we're doing, <laughs> and we're doing it. Chow, we're, we've done chowder recipes in our cookbooks, and Chris Wayne is our uh, mastermind collaborator. On uh-huh. our cook, she runs our cookbook projects, and she knows everything like that. Oh, good on her. Yeah. And there are five boroughs, Yanni. Uh, what are they? There's Brooklyn, the Bronx, the Bronx Queens, Queens, Manhattan. Manhattan. Have you worked with Chris ever? 
No. Do not know that person. Question eight. No, so no. The topic is conservation. This is our WorkSharp listener question of the week, which was won by Isaac Diamond. For sending this great question, Isaac is going to get a WorkSharp care package that includes three of our favorite knife sharpeners. If you want a chance to win the listener question of the week, then send your question to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. That dude's got some cut, I hope that fin- elite that got sharpener, cut fingers in his future. Elite mm-hmm. sharpener better be in there because you can sharpen is. broadheads with that sucker too. This bird, which is considered critically endangered, mm-hmm. has the largest wingspan in North America. This bird, which is considered critically endangered, has the largest wingspan in North America. Now, Brody, why did you like Manhattan clam chowder so much? I don't know. I just, when I was a kid, I didn't like that creamy soup. And are you still that way? You, you like the tomato clam chowder versus I like dairy it, clam but chowder? I like the other stuff now, too. Surprised that it said it right on the can. Pretty sure it did. Again, this bird. Red and white camel soup can. This bird, which is considered critically endangered, has the largest wingspan in North America. Does everybody have an answer? No, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Garrett doing a lot of writing. Everybody else good? (laughs) I feel like if I wouldn't have dicked up that first one. (laughs) Reveal your answers. We have Steve saying the California condor. Danny saying osprey. Rick saying California condor. Lorenzo, Brody, Seth, all saying the California condor. Seth says just condor. Are there multiple condors? Yes, there are. There's uh, an Indian condor. Chris He's saying, the only one I know about Chris is the one in California. So. I, didn't, eagle. I didn't get a swim bladder. Garrett saying Garrett all saying eagles. Eagle and Giannis <laughs> all eagles. saying California condor. The correct answer is California condor. Oh, I forgot about that I don't bird, think man. we'll take just condor. No. So what, uh, on, honesty here. I only knew of California condor. Indian. Well, this is a contest about what's, how much you know. The, what's the other one? <laughs> the There's the, the Andean condor bladder of South America, bladder which is even bigger, I think, than the Monster. California condor. Gotcha. Well, I guess that makes sense then. At 10 feet from tip to tip, the California condor's wingspan is nearly three feet wider than a bald eagle's. At their lowest point, there were just 10 California condors left in the wild. But thanks to conservation efforts, today there are about 300 California condors in the wild and another 200 living in captivity. Are they all in California? No. no, I think they're well, like Utah, Arizona. Arizona, Arizona yeah. uh, they're spread out. Southwest. They hunt over to Grand Canyon. And, yeah. Do they really? Yeah. Kaibab Plateau. Whoa, that'd be wild to see. Phil, that. we have two questions left. Give us a scoreboard update. Okay, well, since Seth didn't know his condors, we only have two players left in the game. <gasps> uh, we have Steven Ranella, who has seven points. He's only missed one, and with five it's a pretty big gap there. We have Giannis Patelis, but wow. he can still catch up. And I kind of knew the one. <laughs> hey, kind of. for a second? I want to see something. So we need Steve to get <laughs> these it. last two wrong <laughs> and Brody to get the last two right. Giannis. Can you give us – oh, I'm sorry, Giannis to get the last two right. How about the cameramen? How are they doing? They have their own competition. Yeah, going. sure thing. Uh, Danny Bolden has one. He's dead dead last, but he's really <laughs> – He's giving it his all. Well, he spent his whole life in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surfing and fishing. There's no have condors there. Yeah, there's no Manhattan clam chowder. No. Uh, Rick has four. Oh. Lauren has three. Brody has three. Seth has four. Chris has three. And Garrett Dirt Myth has two. Two questions left. All oh, Gare Bear. Question nine. The topic is fishing. Between you and I are now, Rick. What teenage fugitive with an alliterative nickname stole a 34-foot tuna fishing boat in Washington while on the run in 2010? 
Give me what, that again. What teenage fugitive with an alliterative nickname mm-hmm. stole a 34-foot tuna fishing boat in Washington while on the run in 2010? Did he also steal a plane? Not going to give you any hints. Oh, that's a hint. Yeah. Looking for the teenage fugitive with an alliterative nickname who stole a 34-foot tuna fishing boat in Washington while on the run in 2010. And you're just looking for his nickname. Just looking for his nickname. Okay. Do you know this one, Phil? What have you known this one? No. No. This may be one of the dumbest questions you've ever asked, Spencer. Yeah, I just don't. Oh, he's, it was a tuna boat. Yeah, he stole a tuna fishing boat. Stupid, but still not totally stupid. <laughs> Nobody has an answer, I don't think. Oh, I got one. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's right. Couple I might be people. confusing it with a different fugitive. <laughs> Giannis? I got one. Okay. Teenage fugitive with an alliterative nickname. Does everybody have an answer who's going to come up with one? Yeah, everybody come I up know, with a fun nickname. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but no, I got, I got nothing. I got this wrong. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Slippery Slim. Slippery Slim. <laughs> oh, he's got it! Danny saying McQueen. Rick saying Captain Chris. Lorenzo saying Squire. Brody without an answer. Chris got Seth it. Seth saying Dumbass. Chris saying Barefoot Bandit. Garrett saying Bitchy Little Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and Giannis saying Big Bob. Chris got it. Yeah. Oh, barefoot man. Bandit. Man. That one was rattling Great around in work, there somewhere, dude. man. We're, yeah. tied, we're tied up now. Yeah. You, you that dude was spit it up like a cat with a hairball. <laughs> the Barefoot <laughs> Bandit's real name is Colton Harris Moore. While on the run, he stole millions of dollars worth of planes, boats, and vehicles. He was captured in July of 2010 after crashing a stolen plane into a bohemian fishing village. Moore was sentenced to seven years in prison in order to pay $1.4 million in restitution, which he accomplished by selling the film rights from his story to 20th Century Fox. Did you say bohemian or bohemian? Bohemian. Bahamian. He meant Bahamian. <laughs> How am I saying it wrong? Bahamian? No, you got it. Okay. It sounded like you said Bohemian. Now, why is that, Brody? Brody, he stole a fishing boat at one point. He crashed into a fishing village. He yeah. crashed his plane onto some Yakima, Yakima Just... Reservation public land. He had yeah. to do a lot of camping you're, you're, in the you're mountains. You're defending this very vigorously. Oh, I, I feel very strongly that this is tied to our Shakespeare said, doth protest too much. Yeah. I just, I think it's... It was made into a movie, this character? Uh, no, but 20th Century Fox paid $1.4 million uh, for the story, which he then had to use to pay off restitution fees for stealing all those planes and boats and things. I could picture one of them. Uh, when he was younger, you know who they would have put in it? They would have had it be... Uh, Leo. Yeah. No, yeah. Or the, yeah, it's the, the modern day Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, they'd have him be in it, or they'd use uh, the guy from American Honey. Uh, yeah, in and out of trouble yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Question 10. We have our winner with Steven Ranella, but we'll uh, oh, I won. finish I won. out the game. How did I win? I just got it wrong. Uh, you're at seven. Oh. Uh, Yanni's at five. Uh, we have some other folks at five as well, but just one question left. Question 10. The topic is woodsmanship. This next great question comes to us via Cody Pritchard. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. From what direction does the moon rise? From what direction does mm. the moon rise? Mm. Topic mm. is woodsmanship. Seems as though nobody just like knew this one. No, I had no idea. I still okay. don't. No. Does everybody have an answer? Looking from what direction 
the moon rises. Steve, you good? No, I need to give me a second. Okay. Looking for what direction the moon rises. You know it? I think I know Rick it. should know this one. Yeah. Why should he know this one? Because I have to film he, it. He's a, yeah. <laughs> All these film guys should know this oh, one. No, I don't think about the, I know the sun, where the sun is at any hour of the day. I'll tell you, I'll point. <laughs> it's related. Based on months it's of related. the year, I'll point right there and I'll nail it every time. <laughs> do you guys ever do the thing that Neil deGrasse Tyson gets really mad about where you film like a sunset and then you put it in reverse and make it a sunrise or vice versa? That's, no, that's art of that. control. Yeah. That's editors, man. Editors. Out of the, control editors. Yeah, those are the editors that are that. in. Yeah. Does everybody have an answer? Looking for what direction the moon rises? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve? <laughs> I think he's written down one earlier. Let's one just out end of the four. show. One out of four. <laughs> I think he's wrote down every direction it's so far. Ready? <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying west, Danny saying east, Rick saying east, Lorenzo saying east, Brody mm. saying east, Seth saying west, Chris saying west, Garrett saying east, and Giannis saying south. The correct answer is east. Oh, yeah. I won! Maybe <laughs> <laughs> the Earth only spins one direction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the moon is a big part of celestial navigation oh, yeah, because point, its rules only apply to both place. hemispheres and it's brighter than these stars. Some of the things you can learn from the moon's position and phase include directions, time of day, and distance traveled. I was thinking, Phil, I'll remind you who, who, uh, who's whose podcast feed this is. I would like to wrap her up prior to that question. (laughs) (laughs) Can we we get a final scoreboard update, Phil, to see uh, who is the champion cameraman when it comes to trivia? Yeah, Steve's the winner. The champion cameraman is Rick Smith. Rick with five points. Well done, Rick. I won money off dirt. I won money off Rick. It's a failure because I didn't. Get close to beating Steve. Nah. Okay, <laughs> no. I've strayed in my donations. Mm-hmm. What yeah. happens next is Steve gets to choose where a $500 donation from Meat Eater goes. Um, He's I've wrestling I've, I've, with it. Well, no, I've just walked people through my logic. Mm-hmm. I've done some giving, and uh, I've done some giving. Well, first off, I'd like to thank my parents. <laughs> I've, I've done some giving uh, in honor of guests. If you remember mm-hmm. uh, a couple times I've done that. But I want to go back to my roots today. And, and, and give my donation to the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership, where I'm a proud uh, board member. And again, um, just look no further than one of their rallying cries, which is guaranteeing Americans quality places to hunt and fish. It's a good tagline. Mm-hmm. Camera Thank folks, you guys. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Uh, it was fun having you. We're going to have to have you back when uh, season 12 comes out. That's it for this episode of Meat Eater Trivia. Join us next time for more of the only game show where conservation always wins.
Hey, you ever needed something for your home but don't have the cash or credit to pay for it? You can do that at Aaron's. Yep, you can rent to own appliances like washers, dryers, or refrigerators, furniture for your living room or bedroom, even tech. Plus, Aaron's has great brands like HP, Samsung, and Ashley. Life's always changing. Keep it, return it, upgrade it. Aaron's fits your life instead of the other way around. So check out your nearest Aaron's store or visit Aaron's.com to see what I'm talking about. Approval isn't guaranteed and some restrictions apply. You got to see your local store for details. For hunters who are seeking the ultimate edge, Quiet Cat's Apex Pro is the answer. Its unparalleled performance and stealth are designed to enhance any hunt. Quiet Cat is more than an e-bike though. It's a revolution in how you approach the wilderness, ensuring you can go further and hunt smarter. Save 10% on the Apex Pro and elevate your pursuits when you use code MEATEATER at quietcat.com.